Your Tech Life Live in Las Vegas is brought to you by Belkin Wemo. Uh, connecting your home, smart home products, smart home devices, because anything in your home can be a smart device with Belkin Wemo. Belkin Wemo sensors, Belkin Wemo light globes, Belkin Wemo light switches, switches, inside switches. There's a huge range and there'll be a whole new range coming in 2015. Belkin Wemo, proud sponsors of Your Tech Life, live in Las Vegas. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want, all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, thanks for listening, thanks for downloading. This is, uh, let me think, Tuesday, Las Vegas time, and uh, that would make it Wednesday evening, Sydney time. And it's great to be here once again talking to you about what I've seen here in Las Vegas. Now, um, I've had a chat to a couple of people this week, and hopefully I'll bring you those chats here and now. Um, Really interesting products uh, that I've come across in the last 24 hours. I really haven't spent a lot of time, if I'm honest, on the show floor. Um, Pretty busy organizing... uh, products and, and in, interviews and reviews uh, for the crosses on the Today Show and different other commitments I've had, but tomorrow, th- uh, Wednesday, I've got the whole day on the show floor, so hopefully we'll have some great gadgets we find. Um, <clears throat> I have found a few things, and I, I will say to you that, um, and I mentioned this with Stephen Fennick on Two Blokes Talking Tech, drones are everywhere. Um, they There is going to be an explosion of drones available on the market, um, low cost, um, high tech, whole range of different things. And what I find interesting about that is because it's going to really spur up this whole regulatory problem or question again, um, because it's going to, they're going to be everywhere and people are going to need to learn how to use them. And I've said several times that I think the issue is that people need to learn that these are remote control aircraft. And you do need to understand the rules. I absolutely love flying my drone, but I absolutely respect the very simple rules that the Civil Aviation Safety Authority have. And I I really hope that they, the government and the Civil Aviation Safety Authority don't come cracking down on drones just because of the idiots of the world. But likewise, I hope the idiots of the world don't buy drones. Problem is, they're going to be more affordable. So... I saw some today that are about $600. Um, let's call that 800 Australian. That's you know that's $500 cheaper than you're currently getting drones that are of good quality that are going to serious heights. Um, and that's a worry because that's what's going to drive um, the regulatory issues. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I'll, um, I'll spend a bit of time tomorrow in the South Hall of the Convention Centre here and I'll try and maybe do a bit of a count and get a list of all the drone companies. Um, but certainly you might have seen on the Today Show this morning the DJI Phantom and a, and a company called Ghost. I also saw another one tonight, I think called Hexo, H-E-X-O Plus, Hexo Plus, which looks amazing. There's no controller. So you don't actually fly it, it flies itself and you set a path. So you have a mobile phone connected to the drone, you choose what you want it to do. So you want it to follow you, you want want it to do a 360 selfie, you want it to fly away from you, and this is all in terms of camera shots, you want it to pan across you, all range of things. You you tell tell that on the phone and because the phone has GPS, it does all those things around you. It's it's absolutely sensational. So that one to me... um, should be quite exciting um and that that's <clears throat> was a reasonably affordable one as well um the things we're going to talk about tonight the uh, uh people that i've got to talk to you um or i've talked to on your behalf um we're going to talk sony 
uh, we are going to talk about some some kids in business. We're going to talk about a car, and we're going to talk about um, well a whole range of things. The kids in business is an interesting one for me because um, it it's I saw this family and they've got these products and they um, you know they, they've been working hard on this this idea. And, um, and I'm really looking forward to hearing that conversation with a 14-year-old a here on Your Tech Life. Now, the first conversation I want you to have or hear is with Sony's uh, Deputy MD here in Australia, Vincent Yip. Now, he is, as Deputy MD, he's a pretty important man. And uh, he, we took a tour of the, um, of the Sony stand. And uh, then we had a quick chat about some of the, uh, the ideas and concepts around what Sony is striving for here at CES. So here is my chat with uh, Vincent Yip, uh, Deputy Managing Director, Sony Australia. So Vincent, um, it's quite impressive. I I get a sense this year that Sony's taken a little bit of a step back to look at the way you've approached the last few years and you've really focused this year on a couple of key things being 4K and high definition audio, would that be correct? That's right. So this year we are really focusing on 4K um, for the TV and um, high definition which stretches across many audio categories as well as the TV category. And critically to that, we're not just talking about TVs and speakers, we're talking about TVs that have high definition audio, we're talking about speakers that have high definition audio, we're talking about cameras that can record in high definition audio, we're talking about cameras that do 4K. The 4K camera thing to me... Oh, there's two products here that, that excite me most about what Sony's offering. The, the 4K Handycam, mm-hmm. because finally, at a, at a reasonable price level for an average consumer who's willing to pay the, the dollars for 4K, they can actually record their own 4K content because most people, if I can say with respect, have 4K TVs and aren't watching 4K content. So let's create our own. That's right. You're absolutely right. So we have um, introduced the 4K Handycam. And also, you know, as Australia is a very sports cultured nation we also have the 4k action cam so today you know our customers who enjoy the outdoor life and who enjoy adventure can record you know their own footage in 4k and play back on a 4k tv there's a lot of little things about the the sony action cam which is now 4k that people really don't know and they hear about other models there's other models that have a, a better reputation in terms of just buyers but there's things that you can do with your 4k action cam like control multiple action cams from an app, let alone a wrist wristwatch. There's a whole stack of stuff that links them together, which actually makes them a better professional use camera. That's right. So for Sony, we have the Live View remotes, which is um, on the wrist, and you can actually control up to five action cams. And over and above that, of course, you can also use your smartphones to control the cameras. Yeah. Yeah. So 4K. Oh, I, I got the sense this year with, with CES that we, we'd hit it. We'd hit a, a developmental milestone maybe a year or two ago. All these new OLEDs and 4Ks, they're here, right? Now we need to establish them as an actual true market. So let's get back to TVs. Sony's always had a strong 4K offering. Do you think the ultra-thin that we're seeing here with the the 9000 series is the thing that's going to drag people forward and say, have a look at this as an option for a TV because 4K isn't just about the the TV, but we can actually design now thin TVs at a big scale? Mm. Well, Sony Electronics is all about B-Moved because we want to inspire customers' curiosity. And we want to really touch them emotionally over and above the functional value that we give to the customers. So, you know, this year we have taken another step forward, you know, riding from the success we have in last year 
So this year we have um, the new 4K TV that has got you know the ultra thin. That's only um, 4.9. Yep. For not half a centimeter, no, it's four point nine millimeters. At the retail level, though, so you know your Harvey Norman, your JB Hi-Fi, your good guys. What is the what is the struggle? What is, what is the requirement that you have to actually cut through to the customer? Do you think the ultra thin does that because it attracts people's attention? Well, we have very good response from our retailers so far. And we are very confident, you know, to bring this to the market successfully together with our retailers. Do you think, though, a consumer going in to buy, they've got money in the pocket, they want a big screen TV. What is it that, that you hope in the retail store in, you know, let's, let's say July, August this year, they're walking in with a few grand, they want to buy a new TV. What is it that you hope attracts them towards the Sony TV so that it, they, they at the very least consider it highly as an option? Hmm. I think the design element is one. And two is um, the picture quality, three, the sound quality. Because we have the new chip, um, the, um, the X1 chip, which actually produces, number one, clarity, okay, from the upscaling. And two, um, the XDR Pro, okay, which actually gives you a um, wider, you know, a truer black and, and as well as um, a uh, whiter white, if I can use that word. Yeah, yeah and as well as the color range from the triluminous. And so that chip becomes a really important a research and development thing for Sony. Now having it as something you can evolve through time and, and people can have the confidence that if the, if the TV has that X1 chip in it, they're going to get that quality 4K that perhaps they aren't getting from other 4K TVs? That's right. That's unique to Sony only. Um, so just on audio then, the high-definition audio is, is everywhere. I mean, I'm seeing it in a whole range of products. What, what prompted that? What prompted you to need high-definition audio as a branding, let alone a, an option? Well, consumers these days, you know, they are, they enjoy, well, they enjoy music on the move on the MP3, but they demand more higher quality music. So high-res audio is the natural progression from the MP3. And with our, you know, models like, for example, the ZX2 Walkman, um, you know, you are even able to enjoy high-resolution audio together with the headphones, like, for example, the MDR uh, 1ABT. And... Um, the other thing is that, you know, this um, high-resolution audio Walkman is able to upscale a normal MP3, you know, into a near high-res, you know, sort of quality um, audio. And, you know, customers can enjoy on the move. And when we talk about enjoying on the move, you know, there is another technology that uh, we have launched, which is the Outdeck. Um, typically, you know, customers who listen to, you know, the traditional Blu-ray, uh, sorry, not Blu-ray, I mean, Bluetooth um, audio is, um, you know, they, they don't get the... Um, full actually getting the true audio experience, I, yeah, are they? That's right. So, you know, with this LDAC technology that we have, um, that extends, you know, the bandwidth three times, you know, that's of um, the traditional Bluetooth. So, Deputy MD of Sony Australia, no pressure, right? But 2015... Where do you hope to be in the, in the TV market first and foremost at the end of 2015? Because it's a it's a super competitive market in Australia, isn't it? Well, we continue to develop and innovate, you know, the Sony products, and we continue we want to continue to bring, um, you know, value to our customers. We want to inspire our customers and let them know, you know, that um, you know we are a serious brand about quality and innovation, and we want to touch them emotionally. You think that's been lacking, though? I mean, I would have, if someone asked me what's the difference between Sony and any other, I would, I would have always said that Sony had that quality. So do you feel that that's been lacking just in your messaging and that, that you need to bring that back to consumers? No, we, we have, quality is always, you know, 
top and foremost, you know, priority for us. And if we talk to... From a marketing and messaging point of view to the retail consumer, though, I guess if they're not seeing it or hearing it as still being a thing, that's the thing we need to bring back to them in 2015. That's right. And of course, we are working together with our retailers and um, across Australia, you know, in many of the retailers, um, we are putting in, you know, our displays and messaging and send a message across to the consumers and let them, you know, be inspired by our products and let them have a total, you know, new way of enjoyment in terms of audio and visual. Well, it's impressive. It's, a, it's always an impressive stand, but I think you've got some impressive products. Good luck with 2015. Thank you very much, Trevor. Thank you very much and all the best to you. All right, so Sony focusing and concentrating on the um, on the 4K and the high definition. More on that on the website eftm.com.au. Now, we do the show, as always, thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies, and you know that they do those wonderful fitness trackers. They've got a range of uh, new designer bands coming for the Garmin Vivo Fit, which is uh, a great idea because the, the bands are interchangeable, so why not... Uh, fancy them up a bit and make them fashionable. So those are coming soon. If you if you want a good insight on those things, follow the Garmin Instagram account, Garmin AU. Very good Instagram account to follow for a whole range of Garmin products. And if you're into health and fitness or you're just wondering how you get into the fitness track game, uh, check out the Garmin Vivo Fit. Easy, easy to use. Uh, a one-year-plus battery. It doesn't come any better than that. And you can check it out at garmin.com.au. <laughs> So I came across today a, um, uh, a set of headphones um, that are called Kids Gear, and they are uh, they're in multiple colours, and it's a family business. So I wanted to have a chat with a young man, not at the helm, but certainly uh, doing his best, 14 years old, um, as part of the Kids Gear family. Sorry, showstoppers. Uh, a little little stand called Kids Gear. Now I've never heard of Kids Gear, but I'm here with Jack Peterson the third. Now you are 14 years old. 14. Yeah. So you're about to turn 15. Sorry. About to turn 15. Yep. Yep. So tell me about Kids Gear. Uh, so Kids Gear is uh, a company for kids that creates headphones that are safe to use and easy to use. And your mum and dad came up with this when you were pretty much just born because yeah, they were looking born. for something for kids in that exact same way because there really is a lot of adult headphones out yeah. there. Yeah. There's a lot to offer, but I mean. What we have is like exactly what kids want, what they need, fits their ears, works so, well. So people are listening to this on their way to work or whatever. Describe it. Describe your products to me. Um, well, we've got um, the Bluetooth with the detachable mic. Um, we also have a wired with a detachable mic for use in like schools. So two types of headphones. One of them is you know normal plug plug in wired. The other one, is, and this is a new product, the Bluetooth. Yeah. And they're also quite colourful, a range of colours. How many colours do they come in? Uh, I believe five, five, five different colours. And, uh, and then the other thing which I, I actually find, and you may think this is lame, but I find that re- this really interesting, and this is something your dad's developed, is the, yeah. is the kind of uh, splitter for your headphone cable that actually reduces the volume, limits the volume. Yeah, yeah um, he designed this at our house, actually. It's a small cable that uh, has the circuits within the cable, so if you want to lower the volume to protect your kid's ears, go for it. We've got it. You know? So that means that if my son has an iPod, and it doesn't matter what set of headphones, but maybe a set of kids' gear headphones. And he's got it up cranked to full volume. If I've got that splitter cable in there, he's only gonna, it's going to be limited. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it'll, uh, it'll keep it down to 90 dB. Yeah, right. So it'll keep his ears down in that safe range. So now I'll find out the Australian pricing and whatnot. But in the US, what are we going to pay for the wired headphones? Oh, wired headphones are 19.99. Wow. And the Bluetooth are going to go? Bluetooth are 59.99. And then the wired with the boom mic 
are uh, twenty nine ninety nine. So who's put me into the mind of a I don't know ten or fifteen year old? Where are we using the boom mod? Is that, is that for your cell phone or is that in gaming? Uh, we're uh, directing it towards schools, like or such as like this iPad for language learning and such in schools, because that's kind of where it's moving in schools. Um, you could use it on anywhere, basically anywhere you want to use it. And where are you based in the US, Jack? Oh, we're based out of uh, California. Perfect. Sacramento, California. All right, mate. We have to come down under soon, eh? Yeah, definitely. All right, mate. Well done. Congratulations. Good product. Thanks for talking to us. Great. Thanks for talking to me. Great range of products. I'll talk to the try and bite people in Australia who distribute that um, those products and see where they're available. But certainly they're on the try and bite website, the um, the wired ones, and we'll see when the Bluetooth ones are coming as well. I quickly quickly tonight I saw a um, a 3D printer called the M3D, and it made me very angry because I've got the Cube 3D, and it's terrible. I've not enjoyed it. Um, it's it's in fact clogged up and not working. Um, this Micro 3D, the M3D, is $349 in America. It's quite small, but it does a much better quality 3D print. Um, this is a cracking product. I'll write it up at eftm.com.au. The M3D, the Micro 3D is what it's called on the website, themicro3d.com. Um, the first truly consumer 3D printer, and I 100% agree with that assessment. Um, the software is drag and drop. The, the printer is quite small. Um, and the quality of the print is excellent. Uh, in fact, exceptional when compared to, to others like the, the Cube. So um, I'll definitely get that one up on the website soon. Um, that's, uh, that's the plan. So the final chat I wanted you to hear tonight was, um, was with a man who has <coughs> literally uh, invented a car. He is building a car company from scratch. Uh, I saw it tonight. Um, it's a three-wheel car. And I was blown away by the idea, the concept, and it was great to get a bit of an insight from the man behind the product. And here he is. All right, I'm here at uh, Showstoppers at CES with uh, Paul Ilio. Now, Paul, I'm standing in front of a vehicle with your name on it. So this is a brand new motor vehicle. Explain the car to me. I'm not going to describe it. I want you to. So it's a three-wheel vehicle. It's front engine, front wheel drive, so it handles like any other car that you've driven. It seats two people front to back instead of side by side. Tandem. And the reason for that is gas mileage. At highway speeds, most of your fuel goes to moving air. We're half as wide, we move half as much air, we get double the mileage. Let's just stop right there. Where did that idea come from? Well, it was 2008, oil was going through the roof. I owned an engineering firm that did automotive development. I, I got frustrated with all this wealth pouring out of our country, and I decided instead of getting mad about it, I'd go do something about it. I went into work and kicked off this project. So you come up with a tandem concept. Does that immediately lead to the three-wheel concept? Or, you know, because yeah. you could easily go with just, um, you know, uh, four open wheels, essentially. Well, but your, that, your mileage would degrade. By hiding right. the third wheel inside the body, you up your mileage. So it, it's kind of a natural... So you've got a great idea, you're designing it, it's kind of sketching stuff, and then, oh, let's skip forward a bit, you mentioned to me the GM bankruptcy allowed you to obtain a large premise for manufacture um, in 2008, so that... No, that no we bought that in uh, two years ago, okay. so, uh, yeah, so it's a 4 million square foot facility, which is 40% larger than the Empire State Building, and GM left all the equipment behind. What did they used to make there? Uh, the Chevy Colorado and the Hummer. So that's, which is quite ironic, really, when you think about it, because the Hummer is the most, you know, the, the gas guzzler, and you're potentially going to turn that former, the former Hummer factory into 
the factory of an 84 mile a gallon highway vehicle? That's correct, 84 miles per gallon, engineered in the highest safety standard, built in Shreveport, and sticker priced at $6,800. $6,800 US dollars for a, a two-seater car, uh, and crucially also built in America, and 98% of American parts? 90% North American content. So it's truly an American vehicle. Now I, I kind of made the, the assumption that there was corners cut somehow, somewhere, and you went, you ran through where the brakes and all those things come from. Just run me through again where, where different parts of the vehicle come from. So Continental is our electronic supplier. They're the world's largest supplier. Uh, Bosch is doing the fuel injection. Mondo's doing the brakes. They're uh, out of Alabama. The same brakes as in the Honda Elantra. Lear's doing the seat. They're the third largest seating supplier in the world. Takata's doing the airbags. They're the second largest airbag supplier in the world. Guardian's doing glass, they're the world's largest glass supplier in the world. You know, it is the who's who of the North American supply base. And it's got airbags. Safety-wise, where do you think it'll, it'll, it'll fit? We've engineered it to the highest automotive safety standards. And, uh, and, mile, and uh, speed? Top speed is 107 miles per hour, 0 to 60 in 9.6 seconds. Which compares to things like a Prius, how? Uh, we out-accelerate uh, Prius, Smart, Versa, uh, Yaris, all the little guys. We lose to Ferraris and Corvettes. You would. I mean, that's okay. That's okay. Um, so this is pretty exciting. So late, later this year, you'll get the factory up and running. And you, I mean, you're, you're, you're right now just wanting to see that first car come off the line. That, that, that will be the day, yeah. Uh, and how, what will you be your distribution uh, channel? Because obviously we've seen the likes of Tesla come up with a whole new uh, method of distribution, essentially direct to the consumer. Um, is it that you need to break the old model and, and do something different? Yes, yeah, so it, it's going to be Tesla-esque, if you will. So it's going to be company-owned stores and strip malls. Um, Pep Boys is signed on to be our authorized service provider. So we have 800 authorized service locations day one, which is a big win for us and for our customers. We have great coverage. We have a great brand. Um, and uh, the, the business model is slightly different than the, the other guys. So they package things, right? So if you want the leather seats, you have to buy the fancy wheels and the fancy stereo, whether you want to or not. And they do that because they can build millions of combinations and they need to constrain that to several hundred. We're going to build it two ways, a standard and automatic. That's it. Every car comes with air conditioning, power windows, a power door locks, and a stereo. All the upscale content you're used to getting, you can get on your Elio, but we add it post-manufacture. So you walk into so our off the factory floor. You're just making two cars in different colors: auto yeah. and ma auto and manual, whole seven range of colors. colors. So, so 14 combinations total. Right. We inventory them at seven sites around the country. You walk into our dealership, say, "I want the orange automatic with the leather seat and the blind spot detecting mirrors." It goes to the proper marshalling center. They add the content there. We close our stores at 9 p.m. We build out vehicles till midnight, so we have three hours to clear the system. At midnight, the trucks, the the vehicles go on trucks. With seven uh, marshalling sites, we're within nine hours of all of our stores. So at 10 a.m. the next day, you get the vehicle exactly the way you wanted it the day before, without this glut of, of inventory spread out across the country. You must get laughed at by people in the motoring industry, yeah? No. Oh, on your back, maybe. Is that what's happening? <laughs> no. Or are they freaking out? No, actually, it's, it's very symbiotic. So um, our, our manufacturing partner for automation, for both the engine and for, uh, uh, well. You should point out it's a three-cylinder engine. Yeah is uh, uh, Kamau. They're wholly owned by Fiat Chrysler. So, you know, we're very symbiotic. This We call this an and vehicle, right? Well, people buy large vehicles for a reason. They serve a purpose in their life. But then we end up dragging all this metal back and forth by ourselves going to work. So you buy your big vehicle for the reason that you bought it, and then you drive the Elio when you don't need that functionality. You know, I don't think we changed the sales of Chrysler, GM, or Ford. 
we're, we're, at, we're like an iPod or a Walkman. We're a, we're a whole new thing. At $1,600, you're definitely an all-new thing. Um, it must be an, an amazing feeling. Let me ask you one last question. You've got the idea. You know it's happening. Obviously, funding's here. I don't, don't need to know about that kind of stuff. But then you have to pick up the phone to Bosch and Continental and tell them you're going to make a car. Is that just the weirdest conversation ever? Because they don't get those calls often. I'm starting a new car company. Well, honestly, that was part of the big key. So there was me and my VP of supply chain, and we had contacts at high enough levels that enough company to get the snowball rolling. Take you seriously for a start. Right. Average guy on the street has the exact same idea. I don't know if he could ever get off the ground. Yeah. You had to know the right people. Yeah. And, and we knew enough of the right people. You get five, ten good suppliers involved, then get the 11th isn't so hard. Now we got 34, you know. Paul, I, I'm just blown away by it. I th- I th- I, I've been blown away by Tesla because of its, its revolution in kind of the way they're approaching things. And I'm blown away by the fact that in a, in a world where the motoring industry was kind of in this weird decline, where we're still having, we're still starting up, you know, we're still starting new, and it's really exciting. And I hope that in, you know, three or four CESs from now, or motor shows, we're talking about uh, coming to Australia. I think you'll be in Europe before Australia because I can see this thing on the streets of Rome. Absolutely, I, I, I really believe this is a global vehicle, and, and that's the long-term goal. Good on you, Paul. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, that's enough for this one. We'll be back again tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading Your Tech Life. And thank you to Belkin. The Belkin Wemo range of products, I'm going to um, profile a lot of them on the website uh, shortly because what is going to be possible with the Belkin Wemo concept, let alone the the new products they've got, is awesome. Um, When you start putting your your mind to it, I I think they'll even find things that um, not even they could have imagined uh, are done with the Belkin Wemo. So I'll try and check those out, take some photos and put them up on eftm.com.au. In the meantime, jump on Twitter, say good day at Trevor Long. Let me know you're listening. Let me know um, how your new year went and let me know that you're um, hopefully enjoying the coverage from CES. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I'll be back again tomorrow. And thanks to Garmin and Belkin on Your Tech Life. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech Tech Life. Life with Trevor Long.